Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C., as always, and coming up in today's episode, another tough loss for the Mavericks to the Toronto Raptors, 116-93, and we're going to get into, you know, some of the bright spots that were few and far between for the Mavericks in this game. So coming into this game today, obviously we know the Mavericks did have a loss yesterday in an early afternoon game and had to turn around and come right back and play in a you know early afternoon uh, game today against a Toronto Raptor team who has been struggling themselves and is pretty desperate for a win coming into this uh, game. And you know, unfortunately for the Mavericks, you know we had a pretty rough shooting night all around. It just definitely wasn't the best game for the Mavericks. And, and you know, while we did lose, there were just a couple of things that we can look at as, as you know, positives in this game. And I think the first one is the fact that Porzingis um, was able to play on the second night of a back-to-back and, you know, still contribute in this game. You know, Porzingis paid 31 minutes in this game and had 23 points, nine rebounds and an assist. So, you know, he was one rebound away from getting that uh, double-double. But in this game, we also had Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back off of a groin strain and Jalen Brunson, um, you know, who actually started in today's game coming out of COVID protocol. You know, it was reported that he uh, passed tests you know for the past (laughs) i don't know week uh and didn't have a single you know positive test come back so it was good to have brunson back out there and you know uh tim hardaway jr back after a groin strain um you know the other two starters were luca and willie collie stein uh in this game and you know when there's a shirt turnaround like this and you are you know players down what usually is going to win it for a team is their defense. Now, this Maverick team is evolving right now um, into what they're going to be this season. And we know from early in the season and what was done in the offseason that the Mavericks are going to be a good defensive team. That's what they want to hang their hat on. But as I say that, Maz fans, everyone, please take a breath. <laughs> it's going to be okay. You know, they have been struck by the COVID situation a little bit, you know, in, in a bad way right now. And this is going to happen for most teams in the league. It, it is unfortunate, but we are down our three best defenders and our best three-point shooter with the guys that we have missing right now and technically three starters because I envision once they all come back and they're all healthy that you're going to have – you know, Richardson out there next to Luca and Porzingis, Hardaway Jr. and Cleaver. You know, I think that's going to end up being the starting lineup for this Maverick team once we get everyone back. But it's just a little, you know, it's a tall order right now. Toronto, as I said, coming into this game and really, you know, needing a win because their season really hasn't, you know, 
got off to the start that they wanted it to be and they are a team that does have playoffs aspirations themselves so they weren't coming into this game trying to be a pushover and they definitely weren't you know early in the game um they led for most of the way and then when the mavericks finally did you know get a little bit of a lead they quickly you know came back and, and took it right back from the mavericks and then you know from that point took control um, you know, Luca obviously had his insanely good performance, <laughs> his historic performance that he had um, in yesterday's game in which he put, you know, 35 plus points, 15 plus rebounds and 15 assists, which, you know, only four other players have done in NBA history. You know, Oscar Robinson did it five times. Um, James Harden and Wilt Chamberlain have both done it one time and now Luca's on that list. So that's, that's an accomplishment for Luca, uh, you know, for what he did yesterday in today's game though, kind of as you would expect after putting up such a huge outburst, he probably was a little tired and, you know, was going to kind of lean on the, uh, rest of the guys on the team to do stuff. And, you know, Luca played 34 minutes tonight. He had, you know, 15.7 rebounds and nine assists. So even on a, a, a bad night for Luca and just the off night in which he didn't try to really do too much, he still, you know, almost had a triple double. And that just shows you his greatness. Now his free throw shooting kind of got back on par tonight. Um, he was seven of eight from the free throw line, but you know, he should have had a lot more uh, free throw opportunities in this game. Um, because as I've said in now two of my last <laughs> pods that, you know, the referees just aren't giving Luca foul calls right now. And, you know, it's definitely contributing to some frustration. And I was glad to see that he didn't end up getting a technical in this game because I really thought he was going to. <laughs> you seen him kind of jawing at the ref when I believe it was in the third quarter. He got fouled and hit the ground pretty hard. And, you know, he even actually hit the ground because he was so upset by the whole situation. Um, and, and you know, Luca is just not getting those calls right now. And, you know, the crazy part about it is, is he's still averaging somewhere around seven free throws a game. And he's nowhere near getting the calls he should be getting. Now, a big part of why his numbers were down in this game was also, I don't want to take anything away from them, was the defense that Toronto was playing on him. Um they were blitzing him with two defenders, you know, every time he got past the midcourt line. And, you know, if you want to take Luca out of the game and force everyone else on our team to be, uh, you know, the guys that are going to have to win it for us, that's a good strategy. <laughs> you know, Luca is our do-everything guy. And if you're taking the ball out of his hands and you're not letting him create, then, you know, that bodes well for your team, especially when we're shorthanded. So... I think Toronto did a really good job. You know, the only time that Luca managed to get away uh, from the defenders is when he, you know, blitzed their blitz. <laughs> you know, when they tried to blitz him with two defenders, he would, you know, do a quick crossover and, and explode to the rim. And, you know, he did that a few times, but I can understand why he didn't do it too many times because that's, that's uh, a lot of wear and tear on the body to try to explode like that to get past defenders. And, if we're in this game and it's a tight game, then yeah, he probably expends that extra energy. But the Mavericks, you know, at a certain point, just the wheels came off and we lost all control. And you just kind of seen Luca kind of throttle it back from that point. And, you know, he kind of knew it was a lost cause, I think, in my opinion. Um, Jalen Brunson back in this game... Uh, was really the only person who could hit a three-pointer. <laughs> you know, he comes in tonight and was... 
13 points, two rebounds, and two assists, and he was three of four from the three-point line. You know, he was really the only other person <laughs> that could shoot decently other than Luka and KP in this game. Um, you know, Trey Burke had a decent, you know, shooting performance off the bench, and James Johnson had some good, you know, layups and things like that, but it, it, it was tough in this game watching this Maverick team <laughs> as shorthanded as they are, you know, it, 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 it's hard to want or expect anything from these guys on the second night of a back-to-back -back, extremely shorthanded. So, you know, it, I don't ever want to say that, you know, this Maverick team, this Maverick team can't achieve anything this year because I wholeheartedly believe they can. Now I know it's easy for everyone, uh, <laughs> to uh, get a little upset at the Mavericks for not winning. You know, we always want our team to win. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want our team to come out and show out and have a great performance and, you know, pull out some wins early in this season? But, you know, Brunson, from already having to sit out in COVID protocol, him coming back and even contributing as much as he did today was, you know, you know, pretty amazing. He played 27 minutes tonight, Jalen Brunson did, and, you know, he gave you some contribution in his time out there. And, you know, during a, a, a COVID situation, I'm glad he ended up being okay and was back out there for the Mavericks. Although it didn't contribute to a win, it was just good to have him out there. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. was coming off of a groin strain, like we said. And to be honest, maybe he should not have came back. <laughs> you know, Tim Hardaway just didn't look like what we've seen so far early in this season um, in today's game, every time he even tried to drive to try to score anywhere near the basket, he just got blocked. And, you know, that was more of what I would expect to see uh, last year or the year before from Tim Hardaway. But this year, you know, he surprised me, you know, pretty much all season to this point with his ability to drive and score at the rim. But, you know, Without your groin in the right, you know, condition, it's it's hard to explode and and you know kind of jump quickly, which he kind of needs to do when he's trying to get to the rim like that. And obviously, his shot struggled today. You know, it was uh, an insanely cold night for him. Hardaway did not have a single point. He had five rebounds and one assist. He was 0 of 12 from the field and 0 of 6 from the three-point line in his 26 minutes out there. <laughs> so, you know, I just don't think Hardaway was ready. This is not something that you're going to see a lot of. I mean, even when he was cold to start the season, he was still hitting a few shots. So, you know, I think this groin situation, he was just trying to help the team and, and get out there, and maybe he shouldn't have came back. Maybe he should have stayed out and gotten a little bit more rest and, you know, got himself ready. Uh, obviously him being out there didn't, uh, help us get the win tonight anyway. So, you know, maybe he should have stayed out and got himself a little bit better. Um, another guy that struggled in this game and, you know, I really didn't expect him to struggle was Willie Colley Stein. You know, he had six points and three rebounds. You know, he was only two or five from the field in his 19 minutes and he really did struggle against Siakam and, and anyone else who was down there around the rim, you know, Ananobi was beating him. It was kind of disappointing when you're looking at Willie, obviously, you know, we know what we're going to get from our other starters and the other guys in this lineup, but we're trying to get him to the point where he's going to play 
a bigger role, especially defensively for this team. And, you know, he didn't even have a block in today's game. So if you're not scoring, you're not rebounding, you're not getting blocks, then that's pretty much the definition of a bad game. And against a athletic team like Toronto, I would think Willie would kind of, you know, fare pretty well against them. You know, the unfortunate part is, you know, being without Maxi Kleber, um, you know, Dwight Powell and, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith, you just don't have some of that other length that you need to have against a team like Toronto because they are so long and, you know, athletic and things like that. Dorian Finney-Smith is someone who can get in there and compete and, and match up with Siakam a little bit on some of those possessions that Willie had to play him. And then, of course, we know what Maxi does. You know, he, he gives you a lot on the defensive side of the ball against those type of players. You know, he brings that other element that we just don't have right now with him out of this lineup. So, you know, I kind of can expect the Mavericks to lose against these types of teams. The guys that are just really athletic and can fly around because... You know, without Maxi and Dorian and even Josh Richardson, who is our probably best just on the ball defender against someone like Kyle Lowry in this game, it, it just really hurts not having him. So, um, you know, Willie in this game, I just wish would have, you know, showed just a little bit more against this team. But obviously he didn't. He struggled and, you know, it contributed <laughs> to the struggles of the entire team. You know, I touched on Trey Burke. You know, when it came to the Mavericks bench today, um, it, it came pretty much down to two guys. <laughs> you know, Wessa Wandu, you know, keeps getting, you know, a decent amount of time. And in this game, especially down the stretch, he had crucial shots for the Mavericks. And, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith is someone who I was you know, quoted many times saying that I'm not sure if his three-point shooting can hold up like it did last season. But to start this year, his three-point shooting had been pretty good for the Mavericks. Um, and, you know, now having a one-do in that spot, he just gives you nothing on the offensive end. Um, and, you know, when we're struggling like this, you're going to have to get, you know, production from all your guys on your bench to help out when you're shorthanded and your starters aren't having the best game. Um, you know, Burke, Johnson, Green, Awundu, and Boban were really the only guys who got any kind of, you know, minutes in this game. And, you know, you just didn't get a lot of production from most of them other than Burke and Johnson. You know, James Johnson came in and had 15 points, six rebounds, and two assists. He was 6'11 from the field, but only two of six from the three-point line in his 27 minutes. Um... He also got a block in this game. So James Johnson pretty much is, you know, filling up the, the stat sheet for the Mavericks at this point. Um, it's also hard to say, you know, what this Maverick team would have been able to do had Rick Carlisle not got ejected. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm not sure what happened uh, right there, but just, I, I don't know if it was from a previous play, because obviously it wasn't from the play that, that the foul was actually called on I think it was just a couple of plays prior to that where Luca was getting hit and wasn't getting any calls and Carlisle kind of just boiled over and just you know yelled something at the ref um because there was just plenty of times where Luca's getting called, uh, fouled in this game and there just is no calls from the refs you know there was a play early in the third quarter where uh you know Stanley Johnson clearly uh 
Luca pump faked him, got him in the air, and then went into his arms and everything. And it was clear contact, and they just chose not to give the foul call. So I think at that point, Rick was just too upset over all the non-calls on Luca, and just let the referees have it. And then even when he got ejected, had some extra words for that referee. So there's probably going to be a fine coming for Rick. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's uh, you know disappointing um, that he wasn't there because you know we know what Rick brings to the table, and maybe he could have got us going. But you know, not to say that. Mavs assistant Jamal Mosley, who came in for the rest of the game for Carlisle, is a bad coach or anything. I'm definitely not saying that. Uh, you know, Mosley had plenty of opportunities uh, to probably leave the Mavericks this past season. And who knows if he got an offer and, you know, chose to stay with us. But, you know, he's a good coach in his own right. But still, uh, it's hard to replace what Carlisle brings to this team. Um, you know, as far as the young guys who got to play in this game and, you know, the only one to me who really looked impressive uh, was Josh Green. You know, obviously, as I've said other times, he doesn't fill up the stat sheet. You know, he was he had four points, three rebounds, and two assists, and was two of two from the field in his 19 minutes. But, you know, he is someone that you see out there on the court. He flies around, and he gives a lot of effort. You know, there was a, a few plays where he was just out there just getting rebounds and um, you know, he even dove on the floor early in the game to try to get a ball, but, it, you know, end up going out of bounce. But it's good to see, you know, him out there because I think, you know, given the proper time to develop, kind of like we did with Dorian, he can be, you know, a pretty, pretty solid defender. You know, some of the intangibles that he shows and, and his quickness and, and ability to move his feet is something that the Mavericks desperately need and if we can get him going here in the next couple years i think he can be a real nice you know addition to this maverick team uh trey burke you know i didn't really say much about his points but you know he had 17 points and three assists was 511 from the field and only 206 from the three-point line in his 26 minutes and that's kind of what i was uh saying you know Burke started off close, uh, pretty cold in this game and, you know, didn't hit his first shot till you know, I believe in the second quarter and you need more production right now from your bench guys. And, you know, we just don't have <laughs> anyone on our bench that can contribute because they're all in the starting lineup as far as the better players that we currently have. And that just, that's a backbreaker. You know, I, I still can't think of any team they can, you know, be down this many guys and then consistently, you know, run off victories against good teams. <laughs> you know, this Toronto team had a game plan and it was just take Luca out of the game. So now if you're eliminating Luca from this lineup, you know, you're running with Porzingis, Brunson, Willie Collistan, and Hardaway who couldn't hit the broadside of a barn today. <laughs> and that's that's just an extremely tall order for uh undermanned, shorthanded Maverick team so you know the bright spots that that i took out of this are again is james johnson you know looking good you got porzingis who's able to play back to back and then play you know over 30 minutes in both of these games that is to me a really good sign moving forward but you know porzingis seemed to be getting mad at himself you know a few times in this game where i just think he's frustrated with his game kind of like we've seen last year um, you know, where he wanted to come back. And then when he did get back, he just wasn't the player that he was. And, you know, he talked many times to the media early in the season where he was uh, frustrated uh, with his gameplay. And it's not that, 
you know, he's not doing the right things because he was just the shot wasn't falling because he didn't have his legs under him and things like that. And, you know, he's still in that same situation again early in this season. He's come back from injury, but he still has to get those game legs underneath him. And, you know, I, I'm going to just go out and say that it's probably going to take maybe, you know, another two to three weeks before we see what Porzingis really is going to be for this team. And hopefully by that point, we get some of our guys back. And, you know, the Mavericks can get back on the winning track here uh, pretty soon because, you know, things don't get really any easier. <laughs> it continues to stay really, really tough when you look at this Western Conference. But I think the Mavericks are going to be okay overall. When you look at, you know, everything that we've had to deal with early in this year, you know, it's unfortunate and every team is going to go through it at a certain point. I mean, it's it's almost inevitable that everyone's going to get it. And, you know, I'm not a, a conspiracy theory guy. I'm, I, I don't, you know, I don't ever really buy into those kind of things. It's just not my deal. Uh, I'm not that way. But it's kind of almost becoming more apparent that the league wants everyone to end up getting COVID. And, and I don't say that because... I'm saying that the league wants players to get sick and it wants, you know, players to struggle and possibly, you know, die like, you know, many people in the United States have from this horrible virus. But what I'm saying is it almost seems as if with the continuation of all these games, even with the spike in players uh, getting the virus, it almost seems as if they're determined to push through it because once all these players come back and they're cleared from COVID, then hopefully that they've uh, you know, develop the antibodies and now the league can just proceed without having to worry about any of the players missing from a certain point. Uh, I just, you know, I look at things pretty rationally and it just, you know, that's the only way I can make sense of it when it comes to, to not just the Mavericks, but every team around the league having so many positive cases and they're just, you know, determined to say, oh, it's okay. Um, you know, they're, we're just going to hold them out. Your team's going to keep playing, you know, and, you know, eventually they'll come back. And then when your other guys get sick then they'll go out and then they'll eventually come back and then, Hey, everyone's now got, you know, uh, pretty much antibodies built up in their system. And now we don't have to worry about the players being positive anymore. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm, you know, just spouting out some bull crap right now, <laughs> you know, but it almost feels that way when you look when you look at the league, it just, it's a little disturbing. You know, I want these players to all be okay. I don't want them to get COVID. Uh, you know, I know I say it's inevitable because yeah, you're traveling and you're meeting with other players. You're interacting with so many people. You're putting yourself in a position where you're, you know, going to end up catching it. And you know, it, it's a horrible, horrible position to put your players in. I don't know why you would want to risk, you know, your billion dollar investment in these players. Um, I, I want to see basketball, you know, I, I definitely don't want the league to go on pause, but I, I just, I, I want all players to be safe. You know, I love basketball, you know, all together. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about my Mavericks. I'm a diehard homer and I'll never root for another team. Um, but I also don't want to see players, uh, go through sickness and injuries and things like that. I've, I've never been a fan of that. I never want to see that. And I just hope that, everything can get better for, you know, everybody involved and the league can get this cleared up. So not just the Mavericks can get all their players back, but 
every other team can get their players back and we can have a fair and safe season. You know, so the Mavericks, you know, unfortunately do fall again. It, it is a tough loss for us. Um, you know, Toronto had, you know, some players that, that did some good things for them, you know, that, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry is a guy who, you know, <laughs> I would love to see the Maverick jersey, but never going to happen because they're going to want so much for him. You know, he he was a big uh, contributor in their win. I just kind of want to highlight him. I don't want to talk about their team, but, you know, Kyle Lowry is a guy that I, I would just would love to see in a Maverick uniform out there next to Luka, but, you know. That's just another, you know, pipe dream. <laughs> just something to kind of throw in at the end of this because, you know, there there were some positive in Brunson coming back, KP being there um, on the second night of a back-to-back, -back. Hardaway Jr. coming back from his injury, and hopefully we got some more guys coming to uh, reinforce this Maverick lineup uh, after another tough loss. So... That was pretty much all I had for today's episode, Mavs fans. It's going to be okay. Everyone's going to come back. We're going to have a good team moving forward. But we got to put this one behind us. We got to get past this, uh, you know, 116 to 93 loss to Toronto. And, you know, look forward to the next game that, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time again to think about because, you know, we take on the Indiana Pacers, you know, in Indiana uh, this Wednesday at six o'clock. So, you know, they get a day off here to, to lick the wounds and, you know, try to get better and hopefully recover, you know, some of our other players and get ready to take on a, uh, decent, you know, Pacers team. So that was it, Maz fans. I hope you like what you heard in today's episode. If you did make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, follow, and share with your friends. I hope you listen in next time, Mass fans. Thanks a lot.